What's going on? It's Jailers from Nick Time Show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time, even though we kind of late because we didn't do a show last week because mm-hmm. it was All Star break and I guess it was KOT break as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are back with a vengeance and we have a friend, even though if you're watching on video, you don't see him, but you will hear him very soon. Yes, yes. So yeah, no black, no Miss Black Girl Magic today. Ooh, ooh, Miss, no, no, ooh, ooh today. Nah. He's not here. <laughs> Edson, he's still taking care of Bennett. He's doing some grown man stuff. You know how grown man get. But in front of me is the reliable. Yes, sir. The man, the myth, the legend. My guy got the Malcolm X glasses on today. He got the stats <laughs> and the facts. Ryan G in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to you. And also, today we have the infamous... Rising star of posting and toasting. <laughs> the one, the only, Dallas, man. Hey, super excited to be here. Thanks for the, the uh, intro. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Rising star. Exactly. Exactly. It's boom. Rising. Yo, if, if, if there was an all-star game for writers, <laughs> Dallas would be in the starting five. I'm just going <laughs> to Along, all right. Along, he probably be point guard. Along, my guy, guy, our guy Ken from from uh, the Nick of Time show, who also writes, he'd yes. be shooting guard. I would say that. Shout <laughs> out to you, Ken T. <laughs> all right, so yo, we we we've missed a lot. Uh, last show we talked about Leon Rose. Uh, Leon Rose is still not with the Knicks. He's still, you know, trying to take care of a situation with this guy. He has to decertify. Mm-hmm. Uh, his clients, because you know he he's an an agent. He has a lot of agents, so he has to release those agents, find proper homes for them. So there's still things going on, and that's why Leon Rose is still not a you know the official the official president of the Knicks as of yet. So that's not that hasn't happened. Last also last time we talked, Worldwide West. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's not gonna be with the Knicks. Oh, when did that come out? Oh, see, I'm glad I told you. See, you know, <laughs> yeah, Worldwide West is not going to be with the Knicks. He has too many other engagements going on. Okay. Uh, so he's he kind of will be with the Knicks, but not really. It will be an unofficial position, kind of like an advisor. So he's yeah, not going to be on... consultant. Consultant, exactly, <laughs> consultant. He will be consulting us on what to do, so he can keep his businesses. Because you know, there's a little bit of a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. So he. Uh, it still kind of worked out for us. All right, but just just update you guys on that news. That's what's going on in Nick's world right now. Um, but I also want to get into you know the temperature. The temperature in Nick's land right now is after the All Star break. You all know what you want to see. You know what I want to see. You what do you want? I want to see the youth, right? You want to see the youth. Yeah, yes, I want to see, see the youths youth. too. Yeah, I want to see youths too. Man. We want to see the kids play. How do you feel about that? I know you want to see the kids play, right, Dallas? <laughs> Was- uh yeah, I, I wanna see the I wanna see the kids play. Um I don't know that I'm uh I, I feel I always really about like um people talk about uh development um 
because I feel like we don't have a lot of like really good evidence uh, uh, about what results in uh, the most development. Mm. Like, uh, is it is it true? So like one of the things Miller said, uh, you know, he was like that he got a lot of people got angry about it. <laughs> um, oh, hold on. Development can you know playing me, time. What was that? Oh, I'm gonna give you the exact quote. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish that statement. I'm just give you the exact quote of what Miller said. Right. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to toss right back to you. All right. So that quote Miller said, he says, I talk to GM Scott Perry every day. We talk about personnel. We talk about player development. We talk about everything every day, multiple times. Sometimes we are in agreement as we go through this, that we are high level trying to develop players. And as we do that, the approach that we are taking is their minutes are quality minutes. Yeah, so Miller said they they're bringing value to the team and they're out there. We think that is helping them develop and moving them forward. They're not into giving them minutes for the sake of playing them twenty five minutes a game, but quality minutes. So go ahead. Yeah, so I guess there's a couple of things. So like one on the quality minute approach. Um, if you think about, if you look at like one of the organizations everyone always holds up as, um, you know, the, the ideal of development um, is the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse. And uh, one of the things, what was that? Yeah, Nick Nurse. Oh yeah, yeah, Nick Nurse. Yeah, um, man, I would, I would love to have him uh, uh, come in. But if you look at like the three sort of like biggest successes, um, uh, OG. G, Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and Fred Van Fleet, mm-hmm. um, their first year with the club, none of them played more than 20 minutes a game. Um, Good point. OG yeah. played, he, he played like 20. Pascal played like 15. Fred was playing like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played you know, hardly at all. Um, but they have a real emphasis on um, two things, skill development off the court, mm-hmm. and then on the court, highly structured roles. Um, so some of what you were sort of, uh, or when you were reading the Miller quote there, like one of the things you can, you can think about if, I mean, I don't know, you, you have to interpret into, into it a little bit, but he talks about quality minutes. Right. Um, to the extent that his goal is to not um, uh, throw too much at guys where they have like two or three or maybe four things that they're supposed to work on. Mm-hmm. And they're just getting, you know, the best possible reps for that. Um, if that's, if that's truly like the objective, um, I think that's a reasonable objective. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's, there's a question whether or not they're achieving the objective, you know? Yeah. yeah. Go and look at the film then. Hey, um, that doesn't seem crazy to me. I, it's funny because I, I agree with you. Like, um, I think people are hypersensitive, especially Nick's Twitter, Instagram, that they're not seeing the progress they want right this second. But I think... Um, one of the things that Fisdale was right about last year, even though he's not the right coach, <laughs> one of the things he was right about last year was, you know, when teaching these players how to do certain things, it does help to have veterans there to mm-hmm. show them how to do them correctly over and over and over again. Because you, as you know, you like, you know, repetition is the father of learning. You got to do mm-hmm. things multiple times and actually see it multiple times <clears throat> to to. to you know, to actually execute things. And when you have those examples in front of you, you able to do that. So I, I am happy that some of these veterans are here and I do kind of feel them a little bit when 
some veterans are getting certain minutes mm-hmm. over other players. Now, there's mm-hmm. certain certain cases where I feel like it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at the minute distribution, you no, know, top minute getters right now: Randall, Morris at one point, Barrett. Thank God he's getting the minutes, yeah. <laughs> but he's a fast learner. You can all see. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say something, Dallas? No. Um. No, go, go ahead. I'll come in in a second. Okay, I thought I heard you say something. Okay, my sorry. All right. And, you know, Peyton and Bullock. And these are guys who know what they do in the league. And these Barrett, who's already, already kind of a fast learner. But if, even if you look at Kevin Knox, who's getting 18 minutes a game, mm-hmm. um, considering how bad he's been playing, this <laughs> is generous. 18 minutes a game for Kevin Knox because Lord Jesus, Jehovah, that Pacers game, I wanted to play three minutes. But when 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 people were when people were killing Mike Miller for saying this, I know those same people were screaming at the TV to get Kevin Knox out of the game when Wagner was torching him. I know they were. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. Am I, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. <laughs> I, I was screaming at it. <laughs> we all were. I'm like, a backdoor cut at this point in the game? Really? Kevin Knox? Really? That's what I was thinking. But this is, so... He came in and he had like two or three turnovers right away, too. Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes! And I'm just like, yo, send this guy to the G League. Because Nick Nurse also said reps are good, but he didn't necessarily say reps in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Send him to the G League. Let him, let him run there. But, you know, so, you know, there's certain players where I don't mind the minutes they're getting. Kevin Knox is one of them. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., I feel like... Uh, how can I put this? The, the fact that he's even giving 15 minutes a game right now is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's, he's done better than that lately. But yeah, there's cases that can be made for other players. Like uh, Dotson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dotson. Uh, Dotson. That he is, his minutes to me can be bumped up in my eyes. Or even guys like um, even uh, Iggy. Who's been showing some signs in the G League? Maybe it's time to see if he has a heartbeat and can replicate some of those things, you know, on the next level. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts on that, right? I mean, I pretty much agree for the most part. Like, I can understand people's frustration at Mike Miller's quotes because a lot of people associate development with playing a lot of minutes per game, and uh, people are gonna feel like, okay, you know, if you're gonna play all these veterans, like. 20 minutes a game then you're only going to give the young guys like 10 15 minutes a game it's like how are they going to really develop but then at the same time it's like with giving them quality minutes i feel like as long as their roles are defined like you have you give them defined roles and be like okay for these 15 minutes or so you're on the court like this is what we want you to do and those players execute their roles correctly i feel Boom. like i feel like that plays that plays um a role in their development as well and then hopefully down the line when when uh, whenever they perfect those roles, then maybe you can add in a couple more things and be like, okay, okay you know what? Now we're gonna grow you even more. Exactly, and and to, to Dallas's point earlier with the Toronto Raptors, that's kind of what they did there too. I mean, they, uh, now now I I think yeah, I think you guys are you're like right on on track, or you're like right in. That's exactly sort of what my view is. Um, but then then there's like uh, so like I think the aim, the idea that Miller. Of like having quality minutes is the right one, um, and and I think I think you're 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 right where uh, uh, the quantity seems roughly okay for most of the guys except maybe yeah I'm a, I'm in a, uh, agreement with you about Dot getting more minutes, mm-hmm. um, but the question is are they actually then 
So they're, they maybe the quantity is right and they're aiming for quality. So those are all fair things. Uh, but is the quality actually there? Mm. Um, and I'm pretty skeptical with some of the guys. So like, um, I don't think that you want RJ Barrett getting uh, the bulk of his minutes with um, three other guys who can't shoot worth crap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the court. <laughs> With Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, and Albert Dayton most of the time. Yeah. Um, and there is just no spacing. So, like, what are you what are you trying to teach him in those minutes? Like, what is the thing he's learning? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, what is you know, like if you're if you're hopeful that he turns into like a primary initiator, which I'm not sure that I really think that he's going to get there. But I do think he has. Um, uh, potential to get there. Me too. Um, you want to put them in advantageous situations, and those are going to be ones with, you know, vertical floor spacers, uh, so not Taj Gibson, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then also horizontal uh, floor spacers, <laughs> so not Alfred Payton or Julius Randle, or, um, you know, he, ne- he needs to be next to, like, in line. In a, uh, wait, hold on, wait, hold on a second. Repeat that. Um, hold on. You kind of cut out a little where bit. Where guy can shoot. Hold on, hold on one oh, second. Uh, I was just saying he needs to be. Oh, yeah. Okay, say it again. Can you hear me? I was just saying he needs to be in lineups where there are vertical spacers and uh, horizontal spacers, guys who can shoot and, and, and guys like Mitch who can uh, stretch the floor vertically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at least that's that's my view of, of things. Um, if you want to give him um, uh, optimal reps, Uh, in the role you'd like to see him in in the future Mm -hmm. absolutely i've been saying even on a post-game live show i keep i keep harping on spacing i've been harping on spacing for so long about how the 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 most successful nba teams Mm -hmm. have multiple shooters on the floor yep the bucks the Cavs, they all kind of had this blueprint wait wait do you say Cavs? The, the Cavs. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm sorry. The Bucks. Not, not even the Cavs. No, yes, yes, the Cavs. The not, 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 yes, exactly. Oh, I, I was about to the say the old Cavs. Okay, with LeBron. all right, all right. I was, I, I was about to say. I was like, I was like, definitely, yeah. de- I was right, like, right. Definitely, definitely not the Cavs this year. No, not the Cavs this year. But there's like a this kind of there's been a blueprint where if you have a guy who's ball dominant and can get to the hole, mm-hmm. you need to surround that guy with shooters. Yeah, and that's just basically what. It, so we. We're kind of in predicament. I said this at the beginning of the season. We're in predicament where we have good pieces, but they don't fit perfectly together. Alfred Payton is, is a really good point guard. He mm-hmm. can't shoot worth a damn. Yeah. Uh, Frank Lakina may be a good shooter, but he can't really no, orchestrate not, the not, offense. Not, not right now. At the level that Payton can, even though he's gotten better. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So there's certain things to work around because of the efficiency of the team. But um, you know what? Let's get into this other conversation since you're talking about. Well, like you could with our with our team. Well, what's that? Oh, I was going to say, what is your ideal uh, starting five since since we we brought up lineups? Oh man, I don't know about my starting five. There are some lineups that I really like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have some too. Definitely. Uh, you know. <laughs> I guess I don't, I don't care all that much about like who actually starts. Um, what I'm interested in is what we were, you know, what we were talking about is guys getting quality minutes in the roles that they belong in. Um, you know, 
the like, <laughs> like yeah. we don't want any more of last year's version of Kevin Knox trying to uh, uh, initiate the offense. <laughs> right. <laughs> not his role. No, it's um, not his role. Yeah. yeah. Even on spot, even though I um, will say in spots, his passing has been pretty impressive. I will say that. Even though his handle has He's gotten out. a little better. Yeah. Yeah. It's something. It's something there. But yeah, yeah. continue. Um, but yeah, so one lineup I'd like to see um, is uh, Frank, mm-hmm. Dot, RJ, yes. Reggie, and Mitch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that is. I wasn't expecting lineup. that one. I was. I wasn't expecting the Reggie. Yeah. It, it makes sense. But I want to. Where do you have these guys? lined up yeah so so i think the way this the way this works this is how i view this lineup so first of all you're going to have um two floor spacers with dotson and reggie bullock um so you know not you obviously it's better if you could have three but um for the knicks two is pretty good yeah exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) you also have a vertical floor spacer with mitch so he's going to, so if you're having RJ or Frank run pick and rolls, um, Mitch is going to, you know, he has a lot of gravity. He's right. draw mm-hmm. guys in. Yeah, he can dive in. So, and, are, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's three guys who are going to be drawing away health defenders or keeping health defenders occupied mm-hmm. for RJ or Frank if, if, if Frank is like the secondary sort of initiator or whatever. Um, so on offense, that's how I view that working. Um, and then on defense, here's it. Um, this is where it's weird, but I would say, so one of the things I'd like to see is Frank getting some um, time defending fours. Um, hmm. And then you let RJ Barrett defend at the point of attack because he's pretty good getting around screens and then his size advantage there, he'll be able to body up guys. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I would put on, so on, on offense, you know, it's like, you know, Fr- Frank and RJ are sort of sharing the initiating uh the initiating duties, but on defense, then Frank slides up and, and guards force. Okay. Mm-hmm. Offense is definitely the easy sell for me. <laughs> yeah. Def- I wonder how long you can play that lineup, but I can see, you know what it is? I get it because there has been spots this year when Frank has been switched on to fours. Yeah, bigs, yeah. And he's handled it pretty well, even like swiping the ball away from them or even kind of just battling and yep. standing mm-hmm. on the ground. He don't, I mean, he'd be pulling his groin a lot, but he don't skip leg day, it seems. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 because he kind of holds his ground pr- mm-hmm. pretty well. But man, I can't... Yeah, he actually is, uh, if you look at his, his uh, the numbers for like points per possession given up when he's the primary post defender. Um, he's been quite good over his career. Um, I think this year he's giving up something like, like 0.78 points or 0.8 points, something like that per possession, which is, you know, way below what teams typically produce on an offensive possession. Hmm. Quite, quite good. But the big thing for me is not so much about that. So, you know, he's going to have to, uh, I think you're right that there's a question about how long he can, he can handle, Mm -hmm. um, the four at his current strength level, although, I think in a few years, it's something you could you could think about him um, doing in longer spurts. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's really interesting to me about it is, I think, so Frank, you know, he has, he's an unusual player. He has a bunch of um, really high-level skills, but a bunch of, like, uh, 
that most guys have he just doesn't have it all and he's terrible at so Mm -hmm. you got to find ways of maximizing the value that he does bring though and one of the biggest things he brings um is i mean obviously everybody knows the defensive end Mm -hmm. but too often what happens is frank just takes whoever guards him so like if alfred had played in that pacers game i guarantee frank would have been guarding tj mcconnell in the second uh with the second unit and like you're just wasting Frank's yeah. abilities if he's guarding, you know, freaking TJ McConnell out there. Like that's Absolutely. he's yeah. not able to give you as much value as he can. But he's not. So the two the two ways I think to get the most value out of him is either to put him on the opponent's you know, like primary initiator, their best player, like you know, like a um, even if that's a bigger guy like Paul George or something, mm-hmm. or like uh, James, James Harden or a Trey Young or something like that. Yeah. Or the other thing, which we don't see, we haven't seen too much, um, is Frank is really incredible off ball. He's very, very savvy and intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does everything right. He pre he rotates like before plays even happen. Um, he digs. He hedges. He just knows how and when to do those things. A la Lance you Thomas. Can... <laughs> well, that... Oh man. <laughs> Oh, I said baby. a la Lance Thomas. <laughs> Come on, oh, Lance no. Thomas was good the, off ball. Come on. The yeah. dark horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, here we, here, here we go. Yeah, so if you put him, if you, this is, that's funny that you said that. So if you put him on fours, what he can essentially do, because usually fours are going to be the weak, weaker offensive players. So right. He can play off them. Um, and mm. sort of, so like what I have in mind is the, what, who, who dark horse, you know, Lance Thomas was uh, infamously compared to. Um, yeah. Raymond Green. Yeah. The way he sort of can like he, <laughs> he plays world. way off his man, you know, and because of that, he's able to fill gaps, mm-hmm. offer help, and really stymie offensive action. Mm-hmm. Um, now Frank doesn't have any of the sort of like rim protection abilities that Draymond has. Absolutely. Yeah, but in a lineup like Clearly. the one I suggested, he'll be next to Mitch, you know, who who is a good enough rim protector for the whole team. Yeah, the cleanup <laughs> guy, exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's just it's something I'd like to see happen. I'd like mm-hmm. to I'd like to see that lineup. I don't know. If, I don't know. You sold it well. I'm telling you that. Yeah, <laughs> you sold it really well. <laughs> yeah, and, and I and I feel like with the trend the NBA is going in nowadays with the small lineups and stuff too, like it does make sense that Frank, you know, guards, you know, like bigger guys because I like what well, the typical like fours nowadays are like smaller. So it's like. You you got you have fours that's like six seven six eight and it's like with Frank seven one wingspan it's like he should be able to guard those guys. You know what too? Oh, yeah. Good time to probably like, might be to, to test this. Uh, the Houston. Oh game. yeah, the Houston Rockets. The game Houston coming up. game. Yeah. It might be a good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That might be the perfect time to test that line. Man, I wish this episode, hopefully hopefully this, the episode comes out on SoundCloud tomorrow. That'd be dope. But yeah, but yeah, that'd be a good team to time to test this. They're infamous for their small ball lineup. Yep. And they're going all small. I mean, we might, we might as well try the same thing. Who knows? I mean, Peter Tucker's basically the damn set. So I'm saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, can leave, we can leave Mitch on PJ, maybe, possibly. That's gonna be a troublesome game for Mitch. Though. Yeah, that's gonna that. be trouble. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm actually scared about tomorrow. But here, you know what? Here's my line. How about I got have some line? Yeah, it could get real bad real quick. For sure, for sure, for sure. What about? See, I had I had, I had Frank R J Dotson Randall Mitch. Yeah, say that again. Frank R J Dotson Randall Mitch. I know everybody hates Randall. I know, I so get yeah. it. <laughs> oh my 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 line. 
Frank R.J. Dotson, Randall Mitch. So how do you deal with the spacing problems? <sighs> Here's the thing with the spacing. Like, the, the optimum way I really want to deal with the spacing problems is probably not the optimal way to really deal with it. <laughs> because <laughs> Dotson, of course, to me, I'm like, all right, cool. He's going he's gonna to do something for us. Frank, hopefully, he can shoot a little bit more better. But, you know, he doesn't solve everything. But there's still problems with this lineup. But that's why I also have other lineups where I'm just like, well, maybe if we put in... I have an RJ Dotson Bluff lineup. Which is like, there's no yeah, traditional like point guard. There's no traditional point guard, but you're really going in on the, the, the old way of like, let's see how much RJ can really create. And then maybe even have... Uh, Ignis in there at the four, and then keep in mil and then keep Mitchell there at the five, and then see what happens. That's my my that's my mad scientist lineup that I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> but in that yeah, lineup, I, I like that. It's interesting. In that lineup, you have the spacing, in my, at least, and theoretically, if 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 Ignis keeps up the shooting that he's been doing in you know the G League when he was kind of been lighting it up, then you have kind of three two two and a half shooters and Mitch. And RJ to kind of just do what the hell, whatever the hell he wants to do, and mm -hmm. able to guard these bigger or smaller guards. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Boom. It's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting. Ryan's not feeling. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We had back back against Portland at one point. We uh, ran out of the lineup where we had. Um, Frank was Frank was the only guy in the lineup who couldn't shoot. It was like Frank, uh, Reggie, um, uh, Dotson, Knox, mm -hmm. and Bobby Portis. Mm, yeah, that was. <laughs> it was just like the shooting, like shooting glory. Exactly. Uh, they were running like five out pick and rolls, and Frank was getting to the rim because um, there was so much space that even Frank was able to, like, beat the one man. And that's um, – exactly, and that's what you need. You start to think, well, if RJ can get to the rim whenever he wants to, he still hasn't really had that space, you know? Like, he mm -hmm. he's still kind of semi-dealing with the same problems that he was dealing with with Duke. With, with, yeah, pretty much. With just being met with, like, multiple defenders at the rim. Let's, let's, let's put some shooters around the guy. Let's see what happens. Yep. Let's see, let's see what happens. Yep. Right. That, and that's, yeah, that's where you're going to get him having those quality reps that we talked about. Because, you know, right now, he's not getting reps making the sort of reads that you typically are going to make out of the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, he's going around the pick and roll, and you got, what, Taj Gibson in the dunker spot. Right. You got mm -hmm. Randall is, like, maybe rolling, maybe posting up, doing, like, an Ennis <laughs> Cantor style thing. Right. And then you got, <laughs> and then you got like, Frank, who's not spacing the floor, so there's not like a corner read out of the pick and roll, and right. maybe you have one other guy who can shoot. So he's just, you know, he's not seeing um, what most like. Look at the way the floor is when like Luka Doncic or Trey Young or whatever runs a pick and roll. Oh yeah, um, those sorts of those sorts of reads just aren't even there for RJ to try to make those passes because uh, uh, you don't have the right personnel on the floor. So you... how's he going to learn to make those make those reads? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know what? This is going to segue perfectly into your article. So you can kind of talk about what Mike Miller has done and, you know, the type of spacing that's been allowed because of that. So um, in your three-part 
epic article breaking down the intricacies of the Knicks offense. <laughs> you talk about um <laughs> you talk about, you know, the different things the different things the Knicks run, at least things that you've noticed anyway, and this what what are the plays called? This like the weave, the, the chin, chin, and the pistol. And the pistol. And you know, the weave one in particular is interesting to me. You know, we weave is not just, you know, the thing that Kathy gets on date night. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh. <laughs> uh. Shout out to Kathy. Oh, okay, yeah. Kathy gonna come back for you for that one. She, she gonna come back for you for that one, yo. That's <laughs> all, girl. That's my girl. That's all. <laughs> She's gonna skip this episode anyway. I'm gonna tell her. Either. I'm gonna tell her. I'll cry jokes about you. Anyway, so. I have a question for you, Dallas, because. The weave for the Knicks, right, has kind of been uh, a thorn in our side when Fizdale was running it. Because for some reason, every time they try to kind of run that weave with Fizdale, the teams kind of figured out how to defend it, and it would a lot of times end up in a turnover. For some reason, Mike Miller ended up making the weave look good. It was like the Malaysian hair or something. I don't know. Like, he ended up really making... <laughs> can you can you explain, like, why that's happening? Why does the weave look good under Mike Miller and not Fizz? Why, why does it look better? <laughs> yes. Like the, 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 well, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Uh, who, who knows? I mean, I... So, so they didn't run it very frequently um, under Fizdale. That's, I mean, that's one thing they did. They did use it sometimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less co- less commonly used. Um, and then one thing that, um, uh, uh, you know, so I mean, like we the weave action is it's uh, is really common action. You see it a lot, especially in motion offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a way of getting into a motion offense. So there's like, you know, it starts off with two. Um, uh, uh, dribble handoffs on the perimeter, or maybe three. You can really go as long as you want, basically. So mm-hmm. you have, you know, quick. You have quick actions um, or quick hitters built in there. If somebody wants to, you know, Reggie Bullock comes around to uh, dribble handoff. He oftentimes has the enough space to to pull a three or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, one thing that um, Miller has uh, included in the the weave actions. Um, was uh, a ram pick and roll in order to get out of it so okay. like there's all sorts of ways of exiting a weave set uh, and you'll see like you know the warriors run weave and they yeah. get out of it uh, with all sorts of different things um but um the uh the ram pick and roll is basically basically what it is is a ram screen is where you screen set a screen for the guy who's going to be the main screener <laughs> so screen like screener. if mitch yeah. was going to yeah, if Mitch was going to scre- be the screener for the pick and roll, he would come off a screen to go set the the pick and roll um, screen. Got it. And by doing that, you you force the defense to you know um, make a lot more decisions, so they uh, uh, aren't able to um, uh, set up and prepare as they normally would for yeah. the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they have to. You know, like the big is worried about the initial screen action, especially if somebody um, who's setting the screen, who is uh, that initial screen action, who uh, uh, can score or is a threat, like they're cutting back door or something like that. 
I think that was um, that was that the, was the sorry. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I think that was I think that was the biggest issue Knicks fans have had with Fizdale in general is the there was no real like off ball movement. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing deterring the defenders from zeroing in on the guy with the ball. It was just like, hey, there might be a pick coming here. There might be an ice situation coming here. And but there was nothing else going on around it to to for the the group def, for the defense to collectively not zero in on the whoever has the, the the ball. And I feel like Mike Miller has done a good job just getting away from that in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean I think that's right. Absolutely. Um, and and Fizz also just like so if you remember Fizz the offense was I mean it's still the case the offense is a little bit different for the first and second unit but with Fizz it was like night and day what the Knicks were running with the first unit and what they were running with the second unit mm-hmm. when he was here was totally different and I think um, in the second unit you'd see like he loved um, stagger action you know like the stagger screens and he'd set up have them set it all over the place and he liked. Uh, he liked using wedge screens and stuff like that, um, where you know, because we're but but in the starting lineup there just were no shooters, and so you can't really you know stagger screens aren't going to be super effective if you don't have somebody who can shoot coming off them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would scrap that. What are wedge? I'm sorry, question. Like there was, yeah, go ahead. What are wedge screens? I actually never knew what wedge screens were. Oh yeah, so it's like uh, where basically. Um, you have two screeners just like you would in a stagger. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, they like sandwich the point to the stack defender. So the oh, ball handler okay. can either go, you know, right around a pick and roll or left around a pick and roll because there's two screeners there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense. So you like wedge them in. <laughs> ah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I go like wedgie. All right. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. So you'll, you'll sometimes see that like, you know, like horn sets where they have like two bigs will be, you know, uh, they sort of it kind of looks like horns because they're they're both there uh, at the either at the top of the key or at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Extended the two bigs and then they they come together out of a horn set a lot of times to to set wedge screens. That's a pretty common. Okay. Cool. Um, thing you'll think so horn sets, two bigs. I'm, yeah, like, so I'm, I'm learning now too. All right, this yeah. is right. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm a bat. I'm a huge basketball fan, of course. And you know I play street ball and stuff like that, but you really don't know the technical aspects of everything mm-hmm. of uh, the technical terms used for, yeah, exactly. for all these plays. Which is why I'm glad that you to have you on. Yeah, like I'll see, like I'll see certain screens being set and things like that, and it's like, yeah, like I, I understand what's going on, but it's like I don't know the technical term for that. Exactly. <laughs> Side question: What what got yeah. you into learning the technical terms of of like uh... basketball and? I don't know, man. Something you just picked up naturally. I liked it. Well, no, I mean, it takes, you know, it's not like, um, I mean, it's 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 not uh, rocket science or anything, but it also, t- it does take a little, like, intentional, you got to sit down and, like, mm-hmm. see what's going on. Um, last, uh, last night I was, like, looking over um, uh, diagrams of, that somebody somebody online uh, had made about the Princeton offense, and I was like looking through it. It's this stuff gets it really gets pretty complicated. Um, but yeah, it takes some intentional. But I don't know. I guess just um, I've only been writing for like a year about basketball, and when nice. uh, somebody asked me to, all right, that's cool. But then I felt like, man, I just I gotta like figure out how I'm gonna add something because there's so many 
you know, Knicks, Knicks writers have, there are so many good Knicks writers out there. Yeah. Um, people doing lots of good work and lots of different styles. So I just tried to uh, kind of want to do something that what everybody was doing um, uh-huh. and doing so well because I was like, I'm, I'm going to suck that. <laughs> right. So uh, I guess I decided to learn some stuff and, and, and focus more on like, you know, the X's and O's and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And it worked out for you. It definitely yeah. worked out for you because you're definitely educating some Knicks fans yeah. on some certain things. And so yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting to see what we're doing. And it gives us just another layer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Not, it's like not actually knowing the names of the plays now because it's like I'll, I'll watch Knicks games and I'll be like, okay, I see these plays run often, you know, over and over again. But it's like, I didn't know the actual names of the plays. But after reading your article, it's like, now I know like the actual names and like, Next time I watch the Knicks again, I'll be like, oh, that's the chin. Oh, that's the pistol. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I never heard of chin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I guess we could talk about... Um, Knicks fans get really mad when Frank dribbles the ball and passes it <laughs> to, like, uh, somebody on a corner somewhere and it just runs around. <laughs> you know, people are like... What? Why is Frank not get it? Get, get Frank in his bag. You know, Hezzy, Hezzy, crossover, Hezzy, fade. Oh, like, come to find out. I mean, some people might have figured this out already. These are the plays designed <laughs> by the Knicks to, yeah. to initiate the offense. Can you, can you, can you speak to, well, first and foremost, can you speak to the development of Frank with, with this? The, the offensive middle because I feel like you know Fizdale was hesitant to run pick and roll with Frank and Miller has kind of run pick and roll with Frank but not in creative ways so how has he used Frank a little more not even just Frank but just the guards in general to kind of open up his game a little bit yeah um so I mean you know Frank is like He's a weird case um, on offense. Uh, I, I know you guys have talked about this before. He's like, he tends to defer to others. Yeah. Um, but when he has a set that he's running that he calls out, you know, he's really good at executing it. And he's, I mean, you know, he has his limitations, but like he's, he's going to do it. And um, some of these sets are designed such that um, he ends up getting the ball back and running a pick and roll. And when that happens, he's totally going to do it. Um, but under Fizz, when it was way, like they were getting into sets way less frequently. Um, what would typically happen is um, Frank would just defer to other guys because there was no like designed set. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, he might do a little something or other, but then he's going to try to get Randall the ball in his spot or Morris or whatever and let them work. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, so now with it being the case that there are like, you know, um, so, so one of the things, and you were, you pointed it out uh, exactly this the offense is um, designed to diffuse uh, initiation responsibilities. Um, so early mm. in the season, um, Randall and Morris were like doing the bulk of the initiation. Yikes! Um, <laughs> Randall was really you know, trying yeah. to point, yeah, trying to point forward stuff a little bit. That, that's how under, I got that's how I got the nickname No Handle Randall. No Handle Randall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. It's like it looks like he's always like falling down a hill. 
Oh yeah. my god! When he's like, you know, he's like, like he's always like stumbling down a hill trying to like catch up to the ball or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my, he's always right there, but not quite. He's like, ooh, you gotta be quicker than that, you know? Yeah. We, we still have to figure out a nickname for his spin moves though, but that's another point. Oh, we'll man. get back. We'll get to that later. We'll get back. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so it's designed to designed to diffuse initiation responsibilities, and and so what always happens, every, almost. I would say like 75, 80% of the time, um, especially after a mate, if they, if they're going to set up, you know, sometimes after a miss, you push it, but the initial, the initial thing when the ball handler brings the ball up the court is they're going to make a pass. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, once they make that pass, depending on the set, various things, lots of different things can happen. Um, uh, uh, there's usually a lot of off ball actions going on, but they're going to make a pass. Um, and then, somebody is going to end up coming and getting the ball um, and running a pick and roll. That's, you know, it's a very ball screen heavy offense, but who runs the pick and roll, whether it's a high pick and roll, a side pick and roll, um, you know, so where it happens, those things vary a lot. You know, you'll see and out of the pistol, you could, you could have either the two guard or the one guard run the pick and roll mm-hmm. you know, out of the chin. You can have the one, the two or the three end up running it um, the way it works. Okay. Um, even, I mean, even Morris was running them sometimes when he was playing the four, you know, so basically there's a lot of options designed to, um, you're going to, you have like a few initial actions in most of the, most of the sets where, um, there's like a quick hitting option. And if that doesn't work, then you're going to circle around and run a pick and roll. And if that fails, there's exact things that everybody's supposed to do, you know, and the, the, the offense keeps moving around right. um, until eventually you circle back and you run another pick and roll. And so you're just going to see, you know, three, sometimes four pick and rolls. Well, yeah. In a row. Pick and rolls mm-hmm. or something like that. Because everything's yeah, kind of already predetermined. Same, and Now it makes sense. And the best thing I liked about what you just said is that Randall isn't the first mm-hmm. option. He's a third, fourth. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? He's not the first yeah. option. I mean, maybe for certain plays like that little dive play that they use quite often with the is that the chin or that's the yeah pistol? it's the chin the dude chin. i love that play the chin yes no, it's the chin. yeah where like like where the the guy the point guard runs and then like tosses the ball back to him and then he gets ahead of steam going down yeah. yes and then rinses and just lets randall randall yeah, like, I love Randall when Randall's <laughs> randling like that, man. Like he just runs yeah, full man. speed, yeah, and then he uses all like two hundred and whatever pounds of muscle to just bang it on your head. I like that version of Randall. Yeah, just don't think, just run downhill, yeah. just yeah. run. <laughs> so yeah, kudos to Mike Miller too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just to, um... I'm actually disappointed. I was so excited, you know, when when Miller took over, um, we saw that set pop up uh, pretty quickly and i was like yeah this is exactly what we need we got randall going downhill mm-hmm. um but we haven't seen i i just i i want to see more things like that more creative um ways of getting him go de- going downhill mm-hmm. um i agree and i haven't seen too many like there was a an early um when miller took over um uh uh, after timeout plays became much more interesting rather than just running the same one over and over, which we always did under Fizdale. Yeah. Um, but one of the, one of the ones they would use sometimes was the, the thing we saw with Frank um, in France where he would, the, with the French national team where basically, I mean, it ends with him like curling around a pin down in the mid range and getting a little, you know, either a jumper or he can hit the hit uh, cut to the hoop. 
Right, right, yeah. right. I've always wanted to see like, well, let's let's try Randall running around that. Get him coming around the screen, going downhill like that. Oh hell yeah! Um, was, didn't yeah. they do something like that for Randall with the Pelicans? I felt like the Pelicans. Yeah, oh yeah. Did that with Randall, exactly. where mm-hmm. they just had him kind of do the little pin down screen, get a full head of steam, mm-hmm. and it was an easy two points. I, I, I feel like they should, they, this is RJ too, man. I feel like RJ is another one you can do that too with as yeah. well. Um, but, oh yeah, yep. But yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a definitely a good point. That's a definitely a good point. I guess that gives me to my next question: like, what do you, what do you want to happen differently? Like, how do you do you see this evolving somewhere? I guess that's probably that's probably the big answer kind of already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what else is cool too is like, Fizdale said he was going to use the, the the French playbook from the French national team. To, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get French. I'm gonna get Frank back in his bag. I see he's working over there. I'm gonna use over. He never did it. <laughs> Such a snake oil man. You know, I, I defended him so much. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like I you know you remember in the preseason when like they keep asking Fizdale like when are you gonna install the offense and he'd be like I'm installing the defense we're installing the defense. He's been using and that like, for two years. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting mad at you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like one of my biggest complaints was like you have you have all these young guys who don't even know like very like Kevin Knox doesn't know um you know I. The basic rotation, you know, um, he doesn't God. know a bump from a dig from a whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's lost. So when you have guys like that, a bunch of young guys, you can't have a crazy complicated defense or a crazy complicated offense for that matter. Yeah. You have to simplify things, and then once guys really get it down via repetition, you know, knocks over and over and over, making the same read on defense out of the pick and roll, you know. Mm-hmm. When I'm in this position and there's a pick and roll, right. I slide down and I bump the roll man and then I recover back to my man right? over mm-hmm. and over. Once you have that nailed down, then you can add variety. But like mm-hmm. Fizdale came in and was like, all right, here are like 20 different defenses. Yeah. Gonna, sometimes we're going to blitz the pick and roll. Sometimes we're going to play, you know, drop coverage. Sometimes we're going to switch everything. Sometimes we're going to switch one through three, but not four and five. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're going to play zone. And it's just like nobody's learning much. defensive rotation. Nope. Mitch is out there, you know, like he's supposed to command the defense, but he doesn't even know what, what the heck's going on because it's just too much, too fast. And then at the expense of the offense, you can't spend time installing offensive stuff if um, you're spending all the time just trying to master the defense. I mean, mm-hmm. So I think like part of why you never ended up seeing the stuff he said he was going to do on offense was he just spent so much time coming up with complicated defenses, which yeah. complicated defenses can be great. Like look at Nick Nurse, you know. Um, but he developed those guys over time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So first of all, I mean, they have a bunch of smart defenders. You've got Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka and they had Kawhi and Lowry. Like these are smart defenders, right? High level mm-hmm. defenders. But they started off really simple last year and now they've just slowly but surely experimented and mm-hmm. added and now they're doing you know they have just crazy stuff all over the place these weird zones oh yeah man. ones and triangle and two yeah you know, all over the place uh, yeah. but you got to start simple um you definitely you definitely anyways, that's my that's my fizz rant very needed rant and very yeah. accurate i remember yeah. him you want to say something Ryan? yeah what i was trying to say was that like I feel like part of the reason of Frank's improvement 
on offense is because like the Knicks are actually running sets now because I felt like since Frank came like he was a system point guard like he's not the type of point guard where it's like you keep the ball in his hands and then you just expect him to like initiate everything and like run constant pick and rolls and stuff like that like I always felt like he was a system point guard where if you put in a certain system and told him to run plays he's going to execute and run those plays to perfection I feel like that's where some of his growth is coming from because that's what Mike Miller is essentially doing and he's yeah and he's executing well and even with all the the knocks on knocks and there's a lot of knocks on knocks yeah right because <laughs> we've definitely killed knocks on the yeah. program yeah I have to say even as bad as he's been defensively, it's been better. <laughs> it's hard to say. It, 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 it has been. It yeah. has been better. Like, everybody's, no, don't kill me. This is true. <laughs> like, it's just that he's been that bad. Yeah. That even when he's better, it's still bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's been better. I'm just, even Mitch has been. Like his, I feel like his defense on the perimeter has been a little bit better. I feel like there's little things that everybody has gotten better at that, and and that's why I'm, I'm still, I'm, 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 I'm still a Miller guy. I, I am. I'm still a Miller guy. I, I want, I want him. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen a, a lot of growth from 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 Mitch on the defensive end. I'm, I've been really pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, especially um i mean he definitely go ahead sorry oh no no i was just gonna say that um especially recently like he's really he definitely picked up his blocks as well because he had a slow start to the season now mm-hmm. recently like he's been, definitely been picking up his defense picking up more blocks and now and now he's like top five in the league in blocks so it's like you can definitely see that as the season gone on under miller that mitch has grown on defense yeah and it's been like a i don't know it's, it was scary for a minute because it seemed like it paused. It seemed like it yeah. paused for a while. I was like, what happened? It's like he stalled. He's like the game controller died and he's stuck there. But mm-hmm. yeah, he looks like he's growing now. I'm sorry. What was you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was you saying? What was you about to say, Dallas? About no, me? that's just that's just exactly it. Yeah, he. I think he. So there's two things. Like I think he paused because, I mean, it's common for bigs to have like a rough sort of start of the second year. That's it's a pretty common thing. But mm-hmm. then also just he was happened to deal with like 20 different defenses and half of them were not playing to his strengths so you have a guy like mitchell robinson who um when you have a shot blocker like that you should be funneling everything towards them, yeah. Um, yeah and allowing them to just control the paint like use him the way you see like rudy gobert use you know yeah. like um but instead what the knicks were doing you know is like he was getting switched out or Oh, that's Fisdale stuff, man. Blitzing pick and rolls, and so he's out on the perimeter. Yeah. Yeah, and when and when he was getting switch when he would get switched out, the opposing teams would swing the ball, and then he'd be switched out under the perimeter. They pull him out, and then they'd attack the paint, and there's no rim protector left to um, defend the rim, and Mitch is just standing out there like, "What do I do?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, the, the, and then oh. you have to blitz. So now he's getting he's he's playing drop coverage every single every single time. So he's seeing. Over and over and over, the exact same thing realized before his eyes. And I thought in the Pacers game, especially, he was great. He was so patient in the drop. He was like, he wasn't reaching. He knew exactly 
um, how much room he could give ball handlers and mm-hmm. still be able to contest their shots effectively. And because of that, he was able to stay home on the roll man and not really leave him that much. Yeah. And he knows his length now. He started to get that timing down. Yeah. He knows exactly how much ground and how long it'll take him to cover. And mm-hmm. so he, I mean, he ended up with like four blocks. And um, I thought he ended up with five fouls, but I thought a bunch of them were like, they weren't, they weren't from him like reaching or being, being an impatient. Mm-hmm. He was just like super comfortable in the paint. His like crazy happy shuffle feet weren't there. He was like just he looked like he belonged and owned that like it was his place. And that's because he's seeing the same things over and over and over. He's getting comfortable. We're seeing growth. So I think that's a huge thing since Miller's taken over. Being a running the drop defense and just the same thing every time. It helped like you said, you pointed out it helped Knox and it's also helped Mitch quite a bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, man, I I agree. There was one play in particular I saw him like kind of switch on a roll man and back from his man back to the roll man. I was just like, yo, and still successfully able to to, to block the shot. I was like, yo, how, who is this guy, man? And not fouls, like who, man. I I I, I, st- I still like what Miller's doing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just do. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? This is a good way to transition this conversation into um. Good. Okay. This is a good way to transition this conversation into the Tom Thibodeau news. And, and you know, me and Dallas, we had a little mini conversation before the program. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling him, like, I'm really nervous about the direction of the Knicks. And because this is kind of a pivotal point. We have a bunch of picks and mm-hmm. we can go a lot of different ways. Yeah. And one of those ways I don't really want to go is Tom Thibodeau. I mean, even though he has a resume. Yeah, he does. But uh, I'll just. I just I'll just say this according to reports, uh, ESPN's Brian Winhurst, uh, there's mutual interest. Uh, is there mutual? I guess I'm, I mean I, everyone knows that Thibodeau would love to coach the Knicks. I mean that's that's not a secret. It's definitely not a secret. <laughs> it's not, it's a, not secret. a secret. But you know, it, it's just like now Leon Rose, the projected G, uh, president, you know, he's worked. He's he's been uh his agent, for, so there's a connection there. They already know mm-hmm. each other. You know this business is all about connections. Yeah. So it, it could definitely happen, but he also has connections with everybody else. So, but just the fact that he's a strong candidate, I'm like, all right, well, it brings around certain concerns. I'm I'll, I'll take it away, guys. What do you feel about this? What do you feel? I'll let Dallas go first. I'll go after Dallas. Okay. <laughs> well, Dallas run, Dallas running point, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh i do not no i don't want i would like to not hire this um <laughs> uh, man he's I, I mean there are a lot of reasons but like so people who are complaining about um him overplay or about like the the minutes for young guys yeah, um, yeah that, that's my big concern yeah. <laughs> well you know Tibbs is no, he's, he's going to ride the vet and you're going to see the, like, cause he has his like six guys he trusts and they play the whole game. Oh yeah. yeah. He's infamous you know, for his and, nine man rotations. That's it. Yeah. 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 That, so you're going to get, you're first of all going to have guys playing current minutes and then you're probably not going to see a lot of young, uh, young guys playing. I also, I worry about him being, um, too, uh, inflexible. So, you know, he, he's famous for a couple of, you know, defensive ideas, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, like flooding the strong side, which mm-hmm. can be really effective at various times, uh, dropping and icing pick and roll, which can also be very effective at times. Mm-hmm. But um, 
no, I was after we talked a little bit. I was I was reading up on you know some of his because I, I watched some of him uh, or some of those Bulls teams, but I never really watched um, the Minnesota teams that closely because uh, they're not they were never so interesting. To yeah, me. Um, I mean Jimmy was interesting, but <laughs> Jimmy was interesting. No, Jimmy's always been interesting. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. But anyways, like he just. What I'm worried about is him being inflexible, you know? Yeah. Um, he comes in and he has a system and like he was asking um, you know, uh uh so like the the sort of defense he runs requires a lot of off ball like your off ball defenders have to be really, really aware of what's going on. Mm. Because when when they drop down into the paint, um, to flood the strong side, to you know, overload the side where the ball handler is, mm-hmm. to prevent them from having an easy uh, lane to the rim, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Um, they're susceptible to getting screened, um, and that opening up the floor for shooters behind them. So you can run like flare screens or hammer actions, or just even have you know R- basic. Roll, roll, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 roll it back, roll it back, roll it back, roll it back, roll it back. <laughs> Teaching moment, teaching moment. Flare screens. <laughs> Break down a flare screen for me, Dallas. Go ahead. Okay. So Can you hear me? Uh, at the at the uh, so basically you're at the just to the right of like the top of the key or something like that, or to the mm-hmm. left of the top of the key. If you take if you come around a screen there towards you're heading towards the ball handler. Um, that's called a flare screen. So oh, I got it. it. Um, or, so, excuse me. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Away from the ball handler. So the screener faces. Yeah, um, it does. So it's basically the reverse of like a pin down. So the on a flare screen, the screener faces the ball handler, and um, uh, uh, the the shooter comes around the screen and is going to um, uh, uh, float out to the corner, like to the to the elbow to the corner. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So the screener okay. so is like, facing like screens a and he floats. He floats. Like the- yeah. All right. Now I was familiar with a flare screen, but the hammer action. I need to. Feel, so I like, need for you to yeah, explain that to me. A yeah. Reverse, a reverse pin down. A reverse. Okay. All right. Boom. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so uh, a hammer screen is very similar to a flare screen, except rather than it being at the top of the key like that, you just take steps. It's like set so that the the guy who comes off it ends up right in the corner. Okay. Um, so the Spurs ran this for a long time. They're sort of famous for it. Um, so basically, you have um, a big will set a screen. They're very close. The big is very close to being in like the low post, but just a little bit closer to the three point line there in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then um, the the uh, the shooter comes around to the corner. And typically, what you have happen at the same time as you're setting that screen is the ball handler pushes on on the op to the opposite baseline. So they're on the other side of the floor mm-hmm. and okay. they drive to the baseline and then they pass like under the hoop basically to the guy in the corner who just Oh okay, okay. I see got that. Yeah. I feel like I've seen Frank do that a few times. Yeah, yeah. We don't run them too much, but we have used them once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that's that's a hammer screen. So so Sid's defense is really susceptible to that sort of stuff because what you have is the defenders who are on the weak side, so away from the ball handler, they come way down into the paint. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to screen them and create lots of room for shooters on the wing or in the corner okay. um, mm-hmm. with those flare and hammer screens, or 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 you can have also 
Mm -hmm. um, the shaker, which is just like, that's the guy who you know, sometimes you'll see a pick and roll happen. Mm -hmm. And the guy on the weak side who's in the corner, he like floats up to the wing. Mm -hmm. uh, like you'll see them like jog up to the wing and, and spot up there. That's they're called the shaker. Um, I don't know why, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so basically. Shake, shake and shimmy. So, so anyways, it's susceptible to those sorts of things. So you really need the, the whole point of that was like, you really need guys who are, um, really going to be have a lot of off-ball awareness to run mm -hmm. that defense, um, like way more than you'd need to run like a switch scheme or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, T Tibbs in Minnesota had terrible defenders like Andrew yeah. Wiggins, Jeff Teague, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, mm -hmm. not the sort of guys you, you normally are going to want in a defense like that. And, I, and my sense is that he didn't really construct things to fit his guys. Absolutely Instead, not. He put his scheme in and said, "You better do it. And if mm -hmm. you don't, well, I'm gonna bring in guys from the Chicago Bulls who used to play." With <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's, much. That's definitely concerning that he wasn't able to adapt. Because I think, I think I saw a stat that said the Timberwolves were like the what 27th out of 30 in defensive ranking. Yeah, when they Tom gave, Thibodeau was there, and yeah, it they made gave him a lot of points. Yeah, and it kind of made you realize, like, man, this is the guy who was supposedly, you know, mm -hmm. the the heart of that Celtics defense, and that's what got him the job with the Bulls, mm -hmm. and he can't replicate that here. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Is it is now is your defensive scheme's now too outdated? Yeah, you know, because now with space and pace with the threes, mm -hmm. like, can you update your software? And yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and that that's probably the biggest thing I have with Tom Thibodeau is can you update mm -hmm. your software, especially mm -hmm. now when you have kids. Yeah, you know, like if you look, if you remember when the Knicks fired Jeff Hornacek, right? Mm -hmm. Jeff Hornacek was fired because he could not relate to the kids, to the young guys. He was really <laughs> like, you remember that? It was the whole thing with Joe Keno wanted to fight him. Mm -hmm. And yeah. pretty yeah. much Fizdale was a direct response mm -hmm. to, you know, Jeff Hornacek's rigidness and yeah. coldness to the players. So to go from that to Mike Miller and then all the way back to someone who I feel has a reputation of being harder than Jeff Hornacek and Tom mm -hmm. Thibodeau is a little bit like... Scary, especially when you have mm -hmm. a team full of young guys. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much my main concern with Thibodeau because, like, you, you look at that Bulls team that he had. Like, he had a lot of defensive veterans on that squad, which made his defense formidable because, I mean, what he had, Joakim Noah, Luol Dang. He had Jimmy Butler. He had, like, all these dudes mm -hmm. that were known for their defense. You hey, know? hey, Joakim Noah will be available, though. Maybe yeah. we can bring him back. And now we got Taj. You know what I'm saying? And now, wait, is Derrick Rose available next season? Because he yeah, had a great he, year. Yeah, he probably yeah, is. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what? Problem solved. Get Thibodeau. Bring back Derrick Rose. Yeah, we got, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 2020, 2021 Knicks Bulls. Yeah, exactly. And then, like Dallas said, like, you know, then he went to Minnesota where he didn't have the same personnel as he had in Chicago. And you saw how that was a disaster. And it's like, then you look at the Knicks roster right now, it's like, the Knicks don't really have those players as well. So it's like, if he's going to install the same defensive system, and then on top of that, like, the young players are not going to get much playing time. Like, I just don't see how it's going to work. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, to me, it's not a fit. To me, it's not a fit. I understand he's 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 done well. He's got what he's made the playoffs six six seasons out of seven. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I still want to stay. I mean, I might be open to Jeff Van Gundy. 
Oh, I've said this before. I already know who your guy is. Action Jackson. Oh, my God. Uh, tell him about himself. <laughs> tell him about himself, Dallas. Tell him why he's, he's a horrible person. And why Action Jackson should not oh, be in action. Man. No, yeah. Tell him. I don't need, yeah, I don't even, he's not even, I don't even consider him a realistic candidate. Dude! Not even a realistic candidate, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, he's hey. out here talking smack about Caruso I don't, I don't. <laughs> on the Lakers. <laughs> we don't want that type here in New York. Hey, I like Caruso. Me too. I'm mad. I'm mad with the Laker fans. I, I was, mean, I was uh, last last offseason. That's what people were saying. Who should we? You know, we got to bring in a point guard. And I was like, bring in. You know, Caruso. There's not many options, but like one dude you could bring in who's like. You know, bringing Caruso is like that backup second unit kind of guy. Mm -hmm. But there you go. How old is he too? He looks, I know he looks like seven. I mean, I mean, he looks old, but he's not that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Julius Randle looks old too, but he's not that old. Too. Yeah, exactly. That, that, man, time is time fools you sometimes. Man. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Caruso's cool. like tw he's twenty five, I think. Yeah. Damn, man. Twenty oh, five. I mean, I, I feel good. Yeah, I feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. He, he, if he's 25, then yeah, bald like that too. Like Ooh. that's crazy. Thank, thank you, genetics. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, dad. <sighs> All right, cool. I think we got we covered most of everything. Do we want? Do we, should we cover any any other news you want to talk about? I mean, we said we I mean, got I, I we got. Know, I don't know unless you want to mention about Oakley being re reinstated I mean, and stuff like that. Like unless you just want to mention it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oakley, it, we, we, we need to do it. We need to do it because we, we've been, you know, free mm -hmm. oak. Yeah, free oak. We've been free oak. Uh, so Dolan, so, you know, a civil lawsuit was brought uh, by uh, Charles Oakley in Madison Square Garden, the team owner and MSG, and it was dismissed by the Manhattan federal judge. And right after that, Dolan is like, hey, Oak, come back to the garden. All is well. I love you. He didn't say I love you, but you get that's the feeling you got. He was trying to smash it. I you get the feeling that maybe Steve Stout has something to do with it. You know, I I've, I've read certain things from people on Twitter that say that the Knicks have been actually working f since the summer to actually you know smooth things over with Oakley. But uh, right after that happened, Oakley's like, Nah, son, I'm not having it, and he said he sets an appeal. So I don't know if that that you know kind of halts. This whole situation, if he's now not allowed back in the garden because he's setting appeal, I don't know how that works. <laughs> but um, that's what's happening right now. Any any thoughts on that? No, move on. Cool. Free Oak. Yeah, free we Oak. need Oak back in the garden, man. <laughs> we need Oak back in the garden. Screw this Brooklyn stuff, man. Screw this. Like, bring Oak back to the garden. I, I need it back soon. Yeah, most definitely. I bet. Uh, in other news, I am very, very fearful that Mo Harkless, although I do like him as a player, mm -hmm. has decided not to be bought out. Probably has a lot to do with uh, the Lakers signing Marcus Morris's brother, Mar doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> the Dollar Tree version <laughs> of Marcus Morris. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, 
Yo, is, that messed, is that messed up for your twin to be the dollar retriever? Yeah. You? It's kind of messed up, right? Oh, man. Great value markets. Yeah, great value markets. Exactly. <laughs> all, all the talent under the ISO. All right. <laughs> so, Mark, more Harkless, man. Listen, I, I, listen. Like the guy, but. I actually like Miller as a coach in general, but Miller pissed me off on that Pacers game when he played Mo Harkless starting that third quarter. And mm-hmm. the, the fundamental problem I have with Mo Harkless is not it's just, it's just just the fit with the team. Not necessarily with him, it's just the fit with the mm-hmm. team. He's a good player, you can defend one through five, but he is not a three point shooter. Yeah. And to me, he just kind of he he he's almost like a Frank Lakina, but not Frank Lakina per se, but like mm-hmm. he can't, he doesn't have the the, the the pick and roll things. It's like we yeah, we, we don't need we don't necessarily need it. Yeah, he's basically just a defensive forward, pretty much. Right. So it's, it's redundant piece. I kind of kind of sucks that he resigned. I'm sorry. I, I was hoping he was gonna cut him, <laughs> even though I actually liked him and I was excited to get him at first. But then I yeah. looked at the roster. It's like, why do we need him? Yeah. I mean, the only the only like real the only real reason to really like Mohawkless is just the fact that he's a New York City dude and he grew yeah, up in the city, so it's he's like from Queens. Yeah, so I it's get like it, yeah, you know? but, but but like that's the only the that's like really the only reason why. You know, like basketball terms it's like We don't, we don't Yeah, need it's it's redundant piece. Like we really don't need him. I like him for practice. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, go here. Hey, stand there. Set that pick. You see how he did it? Do do it this do it that way. Do it that way, Knox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just mentor him Knox on defense and then go back to Clippers next season. <laughs> <laughs> Too harsh? No? Another weird thing about him getting play to start the second half was like it was pretty clear he was like, struggling with some of the sets too. Like he's like not totally hasn't totally grasped them yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Which like there's it's a lot to learn in like a couple of days. He doesn't have like an off season to learn what what they're running or something like that, you know? But there were like a few times where it was like there was clear confusion with what was going on. And then they also had they had Kevin Knox playing the two. He was like tracing McDermott around for a while. Like yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Um we all got like at least I I I, <laughs> I got real angry at Fizz for playing yep. uh, uh-huh. Knox at the two. There was like one game where um the, the, uh, the, the Nets uh, game. RJ was injured or something, and then he's like, "Oh, you know what we're gonna do? Yeah, I mean, rather than playing any of the like four possible two guards that we have Jesus on the team, Christ. Um, we're gonna start Kevin Knox, who's really like at best a four, mm-hmm. know, maybe a three. <laughs> we're gonna start him at the two. Um, did not turn out very well, but yeah, to boost his confidence, uh, to boost his confidence, he said. You remember he was struggling at the time. He's gonna start him at the two to boost his confidence. Like his handle is nowhere near good to <laughs> even know, be a god of any I kind. Boost, I put myself in an impossible situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then, uh, I make sure that I'm gonna get my ass handed to me over and over and over. Yeah, and that's what I do. Confidence just goes through the roof. Exactly, that's exactly it, what I want to do. It's crazy because it's like, I mean, yeah, if Kevin Knox was a like Kevin Durant type, I can understand it, but he's not a Kevin Durant type. He can't defend. So it's like, you're going to, so it's like, well, you're going to have him defend a two guard? Not smart. And then on top of that, it's like, to have him be a two, like, his handle is nowhere near good enough to even be a two guard to begin with. Wait, he does. He doesn't create his shot often. It's like, what, what's the sense of him playing the two? Like, it makes no sense. And that was a game where the Nets. The Nets actually, I feel like, took the league as soon as he. I felt like they exploited that to the best of their ability. But 
Yeah, man, this is the second time I think I've seen Miller play to him at the 2-2. I think it's the second time, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Play Knox at the 2. But yeah, Miller, cut that shit out. <laughs> if, it was, if it was like, uh, if it was like Justin Holiday or something was the Pacers 2 at that point, it's like, all right, maybe, you know, not that great of a shooter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, you're going to have somebody like McDermott. You're going to have him guard McDermott, who's going to be like running off screens. you got to like play top lock defense against him. And then you're going to ask Kevin Knox to run around, like, four screens every time down the court? Yeah, that's, <laughs> what? that's a recipe for disaster. Kevin Knox can't get over one screen. <laughs> what if he was trying to develop him? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did block him oh, one man. time. He blocked him. Yeah, we have one time. Oh, Even though did. it was a, he did. that was actually pretty good. He got yeah. around the screen. Yeah, yeah. he did. He yeah, did. But Development. I mean, yeah, but I mean, a, yeah, but I mean, a dead clock is right twice a day. So I mean, damn, <laughs> I'm a dead clock. No. Oh my god, yo. <laughs> damn, son. Damn. All right, well, and all right, I'm move on because I don't want to pile on Kevin Knox anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. All right. We got all the good news out the way. We talked about everything we need to. Yeah. All right. Allen Houston? <laughs> oh, Allen! Allen, you're right. We didn't say Allen. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Allen Houston. I know some of these guys are, you know. Allen Houston is supposed to be up for, you know, a little promotion. He's been with the Knicks front office since, what, 2000 and I think, nine? Something like that. I don't know the exact year. Yeah, he's been with the Knicks front office too now. I think he's been an assistant since two thousand and nine as like a like a GM's assistant. He was able. He's also been in the G League for a few years. Right, the G League G League's actually been pretty successful. I don't know exactly. How, I don't. I don't personally know how exactly you run a G League and and that uh, you know how do you how, like what the role is and how close comparable it is to running an NBA team. But the fact that it had the Knicks G League has been run successfully. I'm not mad at him being getting a promotion and you know being able to stay with the Knicks at a high level as long as he's not GM GM you know Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it at the same time it's still kind of it makes you wonder about you know how much pull Dolan has with the organization where we're just like all right we're just gonna grab you here put you here without Leon even saying so or maybe Leon has has a say in the background I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know that's all I got though on, on the island user front. Yeah. Not mad at it. Been here for a long time. Kind of earned it. And I don't know the 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 exact roles he plays, but hopefully he. Yeah. Congrats, Allen Houston. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Congrats, Allen Houston. You know the the D-League team isn't uh, isn't uh, signing guys like Joe Johnson to play over Iggy. You know they're not like <laughs> play in front of Dawson. <laughs> right. so that's one thing in, in favor of exactly exactly <laughs> they're making all the right moves <laughs> I guess the G League team signed Joe Johnson would that be considered a splash uh. <laughs> <laughs> right what do you mean the, the G League I mean, that would be a splash it's like ooh he did it I guess you know, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think so uh, oh man! Maybe it's just me. I don't know. All right, yeah, my brain. Fine. Yeah, I guess. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we covered all the Knicks news, man. Yo, yeah. Dallas. Kudos to you for hanging out with us, Matt Long. Claps to you. All right. So, oh man, this was so much fun. Anytime. Oh, man, she might have you. But 
I like you know I like you know what I like about you. I like how we're so silly and you're like so technical. So there's like a nice little balance that goes on. Yeah. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> like I, I was like, damn, I think we need like a little technical guy here to balance out how silly we are. So anyway, cool. So anyway, boom. Next segment. We'll have to figure out if we if we do it again. We'll have to figure out a way to get like you know, uh, you guys have the video going. So we'll have to figure out a way to get like a. Uh, a court where we can do some diagrams or something. Oh, yo, yo actually, That'd you know what? You, yo, if you okay, we are on YouTube, and if you have not checked this out on YouTube, are you dumb man? Get on our YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/NickyTimeShow. I want to try to have some of these videos, um, with um. Maybe I'll, yeah, I'll try to like, coordinate some of the videos you have, kind of talking about like the different um plays. I'm I'm trying to see if we can coordinate that with the conversation so people can actually visually see what some of the plays that you're talking about. So hopefully we can get that done as well. So the YouTube experience would be a lot better. Boom. Yeah, hey, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. And probably corner that in the future too. Cool, cool, cool. All right. All right. So now for you guys listening, it is one of our favorite parts of the show. Oh, the ooh picks, God damn it. If you didn't know what the ooh picks are, the ooh picks are the top plays of the week there's only been one game yeah <laughs> so there's not a lot of plays that happen but um basically what we do is describe the plays in our dramatic fashion mm-hmm. and you don't hear this sound effect because you're on the phone but maybe when you're watching it you'll hear the full effect once we describe the plays i hit the button and then you hear the sound effect Ooh, oh and that's yeah and that signifies that a good play just happened mm-hmm. all right so do you have a play sir ryan one play. I just looked it up right now. <laughs> you probably took my play. That's fine, though. <laughs> if, if you took my play, we're going to fight. I'm letting you know right now. All right. So, there was a play in the third quarter where um Bobby Porter's had the ball. Okay. At near the top of the key. And he passed the ball off to Frank. Okay. Frank drove to the wing where mm-hmm. Mitch set the screen. Mm-hmm. And then Frank went baseline. Passed the ball out to Kevin Knox. Oh, okay, okay. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I know, yeah. I know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Kevin I'm, not, Knox, I'm not hurt. Kevin Knox then drove to the middle. Uh-huh. We found Mitch. Tossed it up. Mitch one-handed. Boom. Yeah, for the yeah. slam. Yeah. Oh. If you didn't hear it. With I, power. I, I, with yes, power. power, yes. If you didn't hear I hit the ooh button right there. And say, ooh. Anyway, yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just wanted them to feel involved. Yeah. All right. So that's one of those moments where I, you know I appreciated Knox. Like yo, Knox's recognition on offense of like where the mismatches are, just recognizing the pass that mm-hmm. quickly is just one of the things I liked about his game. That's that's progressed. Hopefully that continues, and we actually and you know add scoring and defensive awareness to the yeah. package. Boom. Yes. Hi. Right. My pick. Let me see if I can get this right. Ah, Sir Barrett. R.J. Barrett, first quarter, Knicks Pacers. He's in his bag, you know, because he just came out. He just showed out the All-Star game. So he's like, you know what? He almost had me messed up because I'm a rising star, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So he's coming down the court. He sees old man Oladipo just got back. He's like, I'm going to take him to school. Hits him with like a little stutter dribble. Boom. Crossover right. Boom. Mm -hmm. Spins left. Boom. Then hints him with like the the stretch layup, the end for two points easy. Oh, yes, made it look easy, man. RJ was in his bag. Yes, he was. Yeah, 
That's 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 my Ubik. He, he looked explosive that game. Oh yeah, it re, it reminded it's, me. It's been a while since I've seen him with legs like that. He looked like he blew by Oladipo a couple times. It was it was sweet. Oh man, yeah. it kind of reminded me of when RJ first started, like in the beginning of the season. Everybody was saying how he couldn't finish around the rim. And then for a week and a half straight, he was just making all these impossible finishes. And you're just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, the scouting report said he can't finish around the women. And it, it didn't really keep that pace up. But I, I started to wonder, the, man, like the rest really did him really well. Like he, he looks like he's gotten his legs, legs back to 100%. Yeah, maybe, maybe, and are you hoping that can continue once he gets, you know, used to an NBA pace? Maybe he'll start to finish even with even a higher rate. Yeah. In the future. Cool. Now, he's the other part of our show. Bruh. The bruh picks. If you did not know what the bruh picks are, bruh picks are the bloopers, the things that you shouldn't be happening. That It doesn't even have to be basketball related. It could be mm -hmm. life related. It could, um... Yo, Dallas, do you have any bruh picks, man? Anything you want to get off your chest? You don't, yeah. you don't, have, you don't have to you have any. The, uh, the... Oh, you! I got one. Do you remember the uh, the play where um, the Knicks the Knicks were on defense and Frank was guarding uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon and RJ was on Oladipo and they did a little dribble handoff and Frank and RJ collided into each other. Oh, oh man, <laughs> did I miss? I don't remember do, that. Do you remember that did play? I miss? No, <laughs> how did I miss that? I would have said. And they're both like confused. Oh my! Was I looking down when that happened? I would have I would have I would have seen it for me. Yeah, I would have <laughs> remembered that too. They ran yeah. into each other. Yeah, I'm gonna send it over to you because I have a, I clipped it and made a funny little thing of it because it was so hysterical. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, and they, they both bounce back and they're so confused. They're like, "What's going on?" Oh <laughs> my god! I'm sending it to the editor. Okay, that is a, oh hitting the button again. I'm yeah. Sorry. Wow. That that's a strong that's a pretty strong you're good at this, Dallas. That was a strong bruh pick, man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Two teammates falling in falling running into each other and falling down. That's not even that's a football thing. That's not even a basketball thing. How did that happen? I'm sorry. That's this is this is our future. <laughs> that's our future. All right. Yeah. Bruh man from <laughs> Bruh Man from the fifth floor. If you know we call Ryan Bruh Man from the fifth floor because he has a lot of bruh pictures. Yeah. Um well, there's not a lot because um, All-Star Weekend, and I've been pretty busy, but um, there is a couple I do have to get off my chest, though. Oh, shoot. One is a... Oh, it's off my chest. Uh, I'm, I'm mad because I had the article on my phone and I lost it. Mm. It seemed like I deleted it by accident because I had the details. But this is a bro pick. This is a whose man's is whose this? Whose man's is this? This is a... <laughs> Dude lost his man card after doing this. He lost his man card? Where'd he put yes, it? Yes. Because um, there was an incident that took place in French football, I think, earlier this week, where two teams got into a fight, and, <laughs> and dude was charged with biting someone's penis. <laughs> During Bruh. the fight. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. On camera? Charged like, like yes. by the police? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up getting a five-year ban from the sport for because of the conviction. What? Who's mad? Yeah. Yes. Is there, is there, 
Is this Suarez return? <laughs> It, well, it's not. You guys so, remember the guy who yeah, used to like take bites out of people? Yeah, yeah. This ain't this ain't Suarez. This is somebody else. And ah, uh, it. What kind uh, of for, Bobby? For, first of all, I'm yo, like yo. <laughs> what Bobby? Bobby did, okay, I have so many questions. I know, man. First of all, it, how do I say this without sounding? Um, is he okay? Oh <laughs> uh, well, they remember. Say, is the member still part of the family? They, they they said that the guy had to get stitches on his. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, just, I don't even understand how how in the middle of a fight do you get into I, I a position where that's possible? I don't even know. <laughs> he, 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 he. <laughs> Can I quote that, the great that, Rick that's Ross? A different kind. Of, that's not how I normally have. <laughs> normally, <laughs> what the. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's their abnormal move. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> In the words of oh, Rick no. Ross, I got a budget for the lawyer, though. Because if that ever happened to me, I'm planning on revenge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting money aside just for the bail money. I'm exactly. Sorry. That... All right. All right, Wusa. I'm, I'm, I'm Wusa. We're going to go to the next one. Yes. I... <sighs> All right, we have collected ourselves. Yes. We are back. Everybody has their members on them. Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> next bro pick, Brian. Next Brian. bro pick is oh the NBA All-Star Weekend. The dunk contest judges. Oh, <laughs> that's the Bruh. obvious. Yes. Bruh. I forgot we've been long, away for that long. Yes, I mean, I got to call them out by name. Oh, shoot. Dwayne Wade. What's his middle name? We <laughs> <laughs> can call that out, too. Yeah. Common. Common. Candace Parker. Candace Parker, I love you, but you need to be you need to be called out, too. Yeah, Bruh. Sorry, Candace. That's my aunt's name. Yeah. <sighs> Chadwick Boseman. Black Panther. Dang, you got a brother Black Panther? Yeah, I got a yeah, brother, brother I, yeah. Black Panther? I, I got a brother Black Panther, oh. too. Bruh. And right. Scottie Pippen. Oh, I don't care. I, I don't care about Scottie Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that. You get the extra one. Just like <laughs> That's pretty much a collective, bro, because everybody knew Aaron Gordon should have won it off that last dunk, yeah. but you gave the dude a 47, and that's just unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah, the best dunker to never win. Yeah. And my last bro pick goes to Deontay Wilder. I just have to do it. Uh, just because we're losing now. Just because we're losing. Yes, because it's Black History Month. Oh, and, he loves and, and, Black and, History Month. And, and, <laughs> and I don't know what he did, but the ancestors clearly abandoned him <laughs> in that fight. Clearly abandoned him. Should have called him the Black Panther. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> bruh. The, the reason why he doesn't get multiple bras is because it's, his, it's the first loss of his career, so he gets kind of a pass, but... So he can come to the cookout. Yeah, he, he can still come to the cookout, but right, but he, he still deserves a bro for that loss. <laughs> <laughs> even though even though I'm not, I'm not going to take anything away from Fury. He's a very good boxer. He's the best heavyweight in the world right now, so I'm not taking anything away from him. But, but Deontay Wilder, you let the black delegation down. Oh, man. <sighs> well, I guess we can always trade him for Eminem again. 
Uh, I ain't making that trade. All right. <laughs> America. All right. Cool. All right. I don't have any blur picks. I just let my man hold it down like he usually do. Yes. That is our show. I like this show. Yes. Top 10. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That is our show. Um. So, listen, man. If you want to find Dallas, where can they find you, Dallas? You can find you on Twitter. I know that. Yeah, on Twitter, uh, Dallas Amico underscore, mm-hmm. uh, or Basketball Robot uh, is the the handle. Mm-hmm. Basketball. Uh, and that's that's yeah, that's where I am. I occasionally write some things for posting and toasting, um, but mostly of late, at least, <laughs> I've been uh, just like doing like Twitter threads and stuff like that on occasion. Yeah, mm-hmm. good follow. Breaking one. down film and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good follow. So definitely follow him on. Mm-hmm. That's Amico with the A-M-I-C-O. Uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to my guys at Post and Toast. And shout out to Sweeney. Uh, shout out to Alex, who was also on the show last time. He, um, yeah, shout out to those guys too as well. All right. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on, you know, you can find us on Twitter as well at the KOT Show. You can find us on Instagram at the Nick Time Show. You can find us on Facebook as well. And yeah, you can also find me on, you can find me, Jay Ellis. On Instagram at JLS Draws Things. Because I draw things even though I haven't drawn anything in a minute. But I can still do it if I want to. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find you, sir? They can find me on IG at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That is S I R G is C H I L L I N. And like I've, you know, I guess I've said on the previous episode, you know, currently working on a book. And um, you know, still on chapter one, you know, trying uh, to, you know, trying uh, to, yeah. trying to get that done with. But um, but yeah, um, be on the lookout for that. I'm hoping to finish it by the summer. That's what. That's that's my Goals. um, yeah, that's my plan that I have for me at the moment. Goals goes high. Yes. Do your thing, man. Everybody trying to grow the pot. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. Definitely, definitely, definitely check out the blog as well at nickatimeshow.com. Shout out to my guy, Ken, holding down the blog. There, 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 boy, there, boy. And shout out to Dash Radio as well. And also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeart. That is all. We out. Peace. Dreams. Uh, in, 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 in